everyone. My name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. As always, I am so thankful, grateful, and appreciative to have you guys here. And once again, as promised, he's back. He's back. So if you guys did miss the last Q&A, I said that I was going to bring on Casey as much as possible. And our plan is at least once a month to sit down and do a Q&A. So if you follow me on Instagram, that is typically where I ask the questions and uh, or have you guys ask the questions. And we have not looked at them yet. So we are going to answer those questions for you guys. And as always, I know I mentioned this um I think it was on the last episode that I did. It was just me though. But I said, even though we're married and we have a kid, never feel like you can't ask anything. I feel like when it comes to dating, like Mm -hmm. your past, my past, whatever it may be, I feel like oftentimes a lot of this community, I guess sometimes I think like, oh, you might be married or you might have kiddos or whatever it may be. But I think a lot of us are in different seasons. Yeah. And we're far from perfect. Oh my gosh, no, not not even close. But I mean, I'm saying in terms of like, if they wanted to ask a question about when you when you were going through dating, and oh, like yeah, what were you exactly. looking for? That Far kind of perfect. <laughs> oh, I get what you're saying. I thought you meant like us giving no. advice. Yes. No. Anybody, if you are new, this is not us giving advice. We just feel like we've been really, I don't want to say alone. We have a great support system, but we've gone through a lot of struggles, and it's taken us a long time to be able to open up about it and recognize it because. I think we kind of felt like we were a little bit alone in that process of like, is this normal to feel this way? Is this okay to feel this way? So anyways, um, yeah, here we go. So if you want to introduce yourself. All right. I am Casey, Casey Dell, husband of Carly Ann Dell. I'm a Capricorn. Oh my gosh. I um, deliver propane (laughs) and I sell propane accessories. (laughs) What would your job title be? Uh, service tech service technician <laughs> with lots of hats but mm-hmm. all right so jumping right in again these are questions oh. from instagram Bubba, can you hop down yeah chevy is with us for anybody who is hearing panting in the background so let's see i have not reviewed these yet so we're just gonna dive right in okay first question advice for newly engaged couples things you tell your younger selves about that time uh, patience. Excuse me, what? <laughs> In what way? <laughs> Continue. Patience. Um, well, I mean, I, I felt like I was, yeah, patience. I felt like I was patient when we uh, were engaged. You mean like patience was... to propose or patience? Yeah, patience to propose, yeah. Or patience in like wedding planning? No, or... I had patience in proposing. Um, I probably took than... a lot longer time than I should have. <laughs> But I just wanted to make sure everything was lined up and 
I was making the right decision, which I knew I was going to make the right decision. What if you were... Asking you to marry me. So for those of you guys who do not know, Casey asked my dad for my hand in marriage in August. He told his brother in July, but he didn't propose until the end of November. And so that fall, I sat down with my dad and I was like, you know, I just don't know... I just don't know what to do. Like, we had been together for almost five years at this point. And I was like, I think I just need to maybe move on. Like, we've never really discussed this. We don't really know. I don't know what's coming next. And my dad just, like, awkwardly was like, ah, you know, Cars, yeah, I, think you, I think you should just, you know, give him some time. Meanwhile, my dad had known for months and was like, I don't know what to do. And I don't know why he's dragging his feet. But you were going to propose. Yeah. Um, well, my advice for newly engaged couples, enjoy that season. Uh, for us, I feel like a lot of walls came down after Casey proposed. I feel like at that point, we we hadn't really talked a lot about marriage. We hadn't talked a lot about our future other than we knew we wanted one together. Not that that is the way to go. It led to a lot of um, frustrating arguments, I think, mm -hmm. just because I didn't really know where we were going. And Casey just, men and women are different. Yeah. You just saw things as like, we're going to be I, together. Yeah. Like, what's the... I, I, I do. I had a plan in my head. Um you it's didn't just, want to discuss it though until I just yeah, we I wasn't very open about it and it was just kind of like a yes or no like yeah, we'll get married or yeah, I'm thinking about it and that was pretty much it. Like I don't <laughs> we didn't really get into depth no, of ever. like oh, you know, we yeah, we both wanted to have kids but it was like, you know, where do you see yourself 5 years from now or, you know, career-wise? Just like, yeah, I mean, doing something that I love like oh my <laughs> gosh thinking back kind of just it, like yeah like how did answers I, were kind of I'm surprised you even stuck I am, through me or with me through I all am, that I am I applaud I, myself yeah. because that was all part of my plan though it's no like it was can, a horrible plan never never listen to him when it comes to advice <laughs> so patience uh, maybe don't <laughs> yeah, listen to yeah. it um but yeah enjoy that time uh let it break down walls if you do still have walls up i think that's an opportunity to have the conversations that maybe your significant other was not willing to have see if you can revisit some of those um but another thing is i feel like so many people I, for anybody listening on the podcast, we're also recording for the first time, and I keep forgetting I'm staring at my computer when I should probably be staring at people yeah. who are potentially watching. So, sure. you guys, I'll keep you posted. It'll be in the show notes if there's anywhere that you can watch this live but or videoed. Um, but one thing I think that a lot of engaged couples overlook is the life beyond the wedding. So, you might plan for mm -hmm. a year and a half. We had a long engagement, and... We enjoyed it. Thankfully, we didn't have to start planning right away since we had such a long engagement. But it can be stressful, right? It can be exciting, but it can also be stressful. Yeah. So just remember that you're still married on that Monday after the wedding. Yeah. So if you're only focusing on that day, if you're only focusing on what you're going to look like when you walk down the aisle, which I hope you do because that's exciting and it's fun and it's just something that I think a lot of women think about, men and women. Yeah, what alcohol they're going to be served. <laughs> This is true, too. Is there an open box? Music. Yeah. yeah, music. Like, there's so many things, but just remember that beyond that day is hopefully a life that you are planning together. So, again, going back to the beginning, like, have those hard conversations and allow conversations to... Because they're going to come up eventually throughout yeah. the relationship anyway, so you might as well just kind of... Not throw them on once you're married. <laughs> yeah, throw everything out on the table, you know, that stage when you're newly where, you know... Yeah, exactly. When you're engaged... All right. Or so before, we girlfriend, boyfriend. Yeah, you wouldn't have those conversations. Though. Nope. So don't take my advice. 
Okay, how did you know it was time for baby number two? Um, yeah, right. I mean, we really, we knew we wanted to have two. We knew that we didn't want to have two, and we didn't want them so far apart in age. I mean, you and your sister, my brother and I, were eight years apart. And so, I mean, we could have, you know, waited a little bit longer maybe, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I don't even know if we were fully ready for baby number one. I mean, we had, you know, a late miscarriage, yeah. so we mentally knew that we were trying, right? We were in that process of wanting to start a family. Um, but like what Casey said, I'm eight years older than my sister. He's eight years younger than his brother. So we knew we didn't want that age gap. Um, we, I think just, my, we wanted to see him like, you know, be close, be like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and not that we're not, not close with our siblings, but yeah. it's different. Like you, I felt like, I mean, I left for yeah. college yeah, and my yeah. sister was still in elementary school. Same. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And my brother were, was, yeah, he left for college and I was in fourth fifth grade or something yeah and full disclosure I didn't do well with the newborn phase um, I really struggled postpartum and so I think another thing in our mind was I guess I could go both ways right you could have a great amount of time with your first little one and then have them be a little more self-sufficient because Caden's definitely mm -hmm. in that like hard transition we don't really have language right now so it's difficult they'll be about 25 months apart but I think for me it was definitely Oh, I, I feel like the further I get away from it, I don't know how I'll be able to jump back into it personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like Casey said, I think having them close is really exciting. And not that I ever want to wish away pregnancy, but I think it's also, I don't know. I feel like it's really exciting to think, we think we're only going to have two kiddos. So I think it's exciting to think that our family could potentially be. Like this might be the last time yeah, we'll like, do this it could be you know, complete, routine. if that makes sense. Yeah, and it feels, yeah. you know what, having one kiddo, like it feels complete now. We've had yeah. multiple conversations where it could easily just be the three of us and the pups. Um, but I will say the first eight months of us being parents, we did not do well. Mm -hmm. And so I think we felt like when that time rolled around, we were what, like 16, 17 months postpartum? Yeah. And we were in a really good place. I feel like we're yeah. finally in a place where if it's the morning of and we can feel an argument coming on, we don't wait to have it that night. Yeah. We just... Before I go out the door for work. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, you're not leaving annoyed. Or yeah. like, hey, you're not... Or if not... it is, it's like, you know, a simple quick text. Yeah. Like, All right, what's going on? Yeah. So I think for us, we felt like we were ready for baby number two once. I felt better personally from a physical and mental standpoint. I think that's really important as a mom. Um, and then... Also, when I felt like I could tell Casey everything that I needed to, because I held a lot in postpartum. Yeah. I was like, I don't I, know. Yeah, I, I did too. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it was, it's just a different stage. That you, it's hard to prepare yourself for it. And especially, you know, waking up, you know, wee hours of the, the night and, you know, try, trying to have a, a baby, a human life that you're responsible for to keep it alive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I can eventually you know take care of itself in a way yeah and while we're on this topic a lot of people have asked um tips for newborn phase and if you have a newborn so you can speak on your behalf for me ask for help and accept help those are yeah, two I would, things that would, I, I would couldn't definitely do. agree with that I, first off yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know how and i didn't know like i kept telling casey i need more i need more 
And he was like, more of what? Like, and when I would say I need help, I couldn't put into words like, hey, I need support in the mornings. I need you yeah. the hour like before more, you leave for, for us work. To lay it out for us, us men out there, you got to be a little bit more direct. Yeah. <laughs> Just put it. Exactly. You know, kind of step by step in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that it's important for one, like, so it's asking for help and accepting help. That's me from a, a mom perspective. But I also had that guilt that I was like putting you out. Which is so weird, right? Because it's co-parenting. Like, you're not a babysitter. Yeah. You're not somebody who's just going to give me a hand. Yeah. And I think that's really important to have that discussion. Yeah, you are the father. Like, take charge and, you know, be like, you know, man, you're going to grow. Like, this is when you become a man, really. Yeah. I mean, but I think, is... like, I, I think one thing you also struggled with is if you were struggling, yeah. you didn't talk about that either. You felt yeah, like you yeah, had yeah. me by rock. And it was like. Yeah, I couldn't. Let you know or show you, like, hey, I'm struggling over here. Yeah, because you were going to work every day and you were like, and then it was hurting us both. Yeah, because I think that, you know, as a mom, I don't know. We we feel like we should have it all together, but I think we also feel like we have a little bit more of a, which is so wrong, and I'm sorry if I offend anybody. I feel like we feel like we have a little bit more of a right to be like, I, oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. And yeah. especially like for us, we didn't. I didn't have maternity leave. Casey didn't have any paternity leave. So we had a total of nine days at home together once Caden got home from the NICU. And then it was like, okay, here's our family. Yeah. Go off to work. And he was in his busy season. So he was working six days a week. And so here I am struggling, not knowing how to voice it. But then here and he's struggling. still working throughout the day. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Casey's struggling. So I think... For that newborn phase, ask for help and accept help. And if you don't know what those are, like just lean into it. Maybe you need more, like a morning routine with your husband where he does, you know, bath bottle bed, or at nighttime we do bath bottle bed. That was another thing is um, I would, Casey was on until what was it, like 1 a.m. So from Mm -hmm. bedtime until like 1 a.m., Casey did anything. So whether it was staying awake with a baby who wouldn't sleep or whatever it is, and then I did the rest. Um, and that worked for us because yeah. I was able to pump and he could give a bottle. We also formula fed and breastfed cause we struggled with breastfeeding. So kind of breaking up that evening time, but still giving him plenty of time to at least crawl into bed and get a solid five hours of sleep mm-hmm. before leaving for work. And oftentimes you were actually in bed with me. You would just wake up and yeah. go and do that. But we didn't do that until what, like six weeks in when we were like, okay, we need to figure this out yeah. because... I just wasn't getting any help. So even when I needed a breastfeed, he would get up and like change the diaper and then I would go and breastfeed and he'd go back to sleep. So um, we got a ton of newborn questions. So just wanted to quickly touch on that one. Um, Okay, let's see. Do you know your love language? If different, do you meet the other's needs? Same for apologies. Do you know what your love language is? Acts of service. You are acts of service. <laughs> I am Your, words of affirmation. Yeah, so it's something affirmation, right? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad you know. <laughs> do you know what that means? Words of affirmation or quality time? Hey, yeah, of course I do. You're beautiful, honey. You work so hard, and I wouldn't have it any other way here. <laughs> you are so annoying. Um, <laughs> get away from me. Do you know? Okay, so. We have very different love languages, and that, I think, is part of why we had such bad communication yeah. for a long time. I would leave him, like, sticky notes and cards and all this stuff, which I think he still appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Still keep them. But it was like, if he came home and 
like the house was cleaned and that sounds so it's not it sounds so like is domesticated the right word like oh I, I expect you to come home and have dinner ready in the house clean like that's not you I didn't say it like that no that's what I mean <laughs> you know but like for me he so let's say vice versa I write these notes and do all these you know cute little things that I'm probably wanting him to do he works his butt off and makes our yard perfect constantly is putting away the dishes and folding our laundry which is unbelievable don't get me wrong but at the end of the night i'll still be like oh so you're just gonna go and do that and you don't want to sit down and like hang out with me and i get all butthurt because my love for sure my love cup hasn't been (laughs) (laughs) love cup (laughs) you nerd what would you call it? A love cup. I'd please call it a mug. <laughs> what? A mug? A love what? cup. <laughs> a love uh, mug? What? I don't know. A love mug sounds... Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a love cup. My cup. You know, like when your, your cup's overflowing for the day? Yeah. Do you say your mug is overflowing? A <laughs> uh, love cup. Sorry. Okay. Well, clearly we don't agree on those things. Um. So I think now it's also just acknowledging... Um, we're not very good at it. We acknowledge it, but we don't act upon it. Like, yeah, that I think that's been hard. Like with having a kiddo and being pregnant, and we put a lot of excuses out there. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um. Actually, next question: Tips for keeping marriage strong while raising a toddler and working. Ah, oh, if you have any, send them our way. Um, communication. I think we'll always nail. Like that one can just be nailed down because. What's that word? What's that term? Like, beaten over, you know, like, it'll... Yeah. Beaten over the stick? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But, like, you can... You can never over-exhaust that. Is that the right thing? But I think for us, we are really great... I think we're in a season of communicating in a great way. I don't want to say we're good at communicating. I feel a lot... Every time I'm on this thing, it's always... Communication. Communication always comes up. Yeah. Which means that it's a big part of... Our struggle. Our struggle and our, you know our marriage and whatnot. Um, um, but that's a great question because uh, not going to lie. So last night, for instance, we, our quality time typically with our toddler is we put him down and then Casey and I will watch one show that we have recorded mm-hmm. and then we get ready for bed. Like that's kind of our, he's down between, you know, seven and eight. We have one show yeah. in us and then we're down. And last night we hadn't sat down in weeks. He's been outside. Mm-hmm. It's, Finally, almost, I don't want to call it summer because the weather's horrid, but we have light late. Yeah. So he's been outside. You've been doing so much yard work, which is, again, wonderful. We need it, but it's not filling up my love cup of quality time. And so um, when we sit down to watch a show together in the evenings, we really do try and to be like, Okay, when we do that, you know, it's later in the night or whatever, but I'm, like, exhausted. And yeah. So as soon as I, like, sit down on a couch or lay down... Even worse, I'm you, I'm about 20 minutes and I'm out. Like, uh, so, 20 minutes, 20 seconds. Okay. Last, last night you got into bed and you weren't even fully in bed. You had one leg off. Oh, bed. my love mug was filled. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. You are so... <laughs> what? Your love mug was not filled because nothing happened. Um, but, yeah, so... But we sat down to watch yeah, the show. And I was like, yeah, we're... This is, this is, yeah, good. Because we had, like, actively said, hey, like, let's have some time together yeah. tonight. 
And so we sat down, literally p opened up the guide on the Xfinity, and it was pouring down rain outside, you guys. And Casey was like, hey, do you want to go sit under the gazebo? We just put up, like, one of those uh, Costco gazebos, and it took him probably, like, five weeks I, to... It's five weeks? It was... It was five weeks, Casey. It's June. I mean, you can go say hours. That makes it sound like I've just been <laughs> just beating on, a, beating on a drum. Five weeks after work. And it finally was finished a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And, and we were on vacation for one week. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm speak. I'm not speaking highly enough of you. I did it. Definitely did it. We have this beautiful gazebo that has finally been put up. That was amazingly put up by Casey and some outdoor furniture. And it's been like two weeks since we've had it up, but we've had pouring down rain since then. And so he said, he's like, hey, do you want to grab a blanket and go down to the gazebo and play Yahtzee? And I just kind of looked at him because I was like, first of all, that's okay? I was like, that's effort, right? One, are like, you feeling okay? And two, you're awake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's effort, right? And I think right there, like the tip that I would have is put in the effort yeah. because we ended up going down and up playing three or four games of Yahtzee. Like, yeah, three games. It was pouring yeah. down rain and just sitting outside though and it's lighter later and it was just switching up our location yeah. if you will like we could have played the scenery. It's yeah like, and then for her it's like she's i mean working from home she's here all day she's got little man running around these two crazy pups that are just running amok and i mean i i get cooped up sometimes just even being here for a couple of hours just like all right we need to you know, change something up. <laughs> I think you even and, said, you're like, I need to get my wife out of this house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, like, if you're watching this video, do you guys, like, this is where I'm at. Like, this chair over here is where I sit with Caden every morning. This chair I'm sitting in is usually over here where I work. And this is where I don't, I don't leave here because I'm watching Caden all day. My office is in a different location, but it's currently filled with toys. So I would say a tip would be put in that effort to be willing yeah. to get yourself out of your routine and you'll just you just feel so much better like, yeah i mean even like we just came like after we were done it was just like you yes. know that was nice yeah. like we you know we definitely going to do that more often you know even yeah i mean it, it, we don't have an excuse for weather i mean obviously if it gets in winter time yeah it's too cold to even go outside but like now it's summertime it's when the weather should be should be good and it seems I mean, normal to go outside, yeah. you know, whereas last night did not at all. Yeah. So I would say to keep your marriage strong, put in the effort and be willing to step out of your routine. But it's going to be like, like I said, last night I looked at Casey and I was like, I'm yeah. sorry, what? Like, yeah. Or I mean, we could even just, I mean, just to st still change it up, just turn off the TV and, and then Yahtzee. just play it right here. Yeah. Allow but, it to be the I mean, simple things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a start. Which again, you guys, it's been months since we like took out dominoes, took out Yahtzee. I don't think a lot of us realize relationships are not, like family or not. I don't think we realize how much time passes before we actually like make a change or before we recognize like, hey, we're stagnant. And I think that's why. <laughs> Is that him? <laughs> oh, Chevro. Um, but yeah, you know, even with like gym routines, it's like, it takes how long for you to all of a sudden be like, okay, it's been three months since I woke up in the morning. Yeah. You know, it just kind of is easy to get stuck into your routine. So, um, and this leads into the next one, tips on how to keep dates spontaneous or finding new adventures for dates. I would love to know that from your perspective of when you were dating. I mean, I guess we can answer both. We don't go on dates. Yeah. <laughs> That's our spontaneous adventure. Um, oh my gosh, you guys. 
Chevy is snoring so loud. <laughs> Bubba, can you maybe like hit his, like not hit him, but like move his head a little? <laughs> oh. um, that has been a struggle for us. We, I don't know why we haven't figured out a date routine. Like I've talked to so many people who are I mean, great I mean, about every Tuesday. Far, it's hard to find somebody to watch a little man. Yeah, even but it's it's also again it's effort, well, I mean, right? Like yeah, well even us going out last weekend, he just threw the tantrum at your parents' house and we tried last probably weekend. Probably have to ask him a couple, you know, maybe a month yeah. for him to do that again. We tried going to a baseball game. Well, we went to a baseball game. We did, but but wasn't couldn't enjoy it as well because little man decided to uh, just not go to bed at grandpa and grandma's yeah. house and. He was up till 11.30, and yeah. we were getting the text messages. And bless my parents' heart. Yeah. Like, they're like, he's fine. He's just hanging out. Doesn't yeah. seem tired. And yeah. I was like, oh, he's running the show. Like, yeah. And so I think that that's another thing is, like my mom even said, she was like, be on your date. Like, be present. Don't worry about us. We've already invested in this. So, um, but yeah, I think for finding new adventures, that's hard. I One thing I really think is kind of fun is like, if you did drinks at one place, appetizers somewhere else, and dinner somewhere else, yeah, that's kind of fun. We did that um, when we, you know, yeah, started here, had drinks, went up, Ubered up to the Ram, oh, yeah, like yeah. we went Looked to different razzles, yeah, and guys, and got in a fight. <laughs> Woke up the next morning and realized we got in a fight. Yeah, we got in an argument. We didn't get an actual or people didn't sorry, get argument. In a fight. Yeah, sorry. yeah, but um, yeah, I think it's. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I don't think we can really answer that one very well because we've never been huge date people. For instance, we've had some really huge life events happen in the last five months and we haven't done anything. Yeah. I mean, finding out we were pregnant, we, uh, I start launched my, my business. We, um, had our anniversary, uh, a few other things and yeah. we did not, uh, take some time to, Acknowledge them, let alone actually go out on a date. kind of like during the busy season. Yeah, Casey's busy season. So I apologize. We will yeah. definitely... Come back to us on that one. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like sometimes even recording this is like a little... Yeah. It's out of our norm. So um, how do you continue to make each other feel special? I think that's a great question because I think that's something that... Words of affirmation. <sighs> Yeah, but like that, like how do you continue to make each other feel special? Like, you know how you feel when um, you first start dating? And it's I mean, just... I feel like I always try to keep you like positive and oh, absolutely. Um, like, have your back on, you know, with work. And I know this social media thing isn't isn't easy. And yeah, I know, think because you care too much what other people think. I do, but and that affects you. Is that him still? No, that was a oh. motorcycle. I think though, like for me, I guess the way I receive this is. You know, when you're first dating and everything just feels so special and the little things just still mean yeah. so much. And I don't want to say they don't now, but I don't know. Like, you know, okay, so when we worked for Club Med, the one thing that just made me feel so special, because you have to remember, we couldn't show that we were in a relationship. You laugh at my jokes, doesn't it make me feel special? Oh my gosh. That's, yeah, far and few between, huh? Um, <laughs> no. But when we were in Club Med, we um, we couldn't show that we were dating. And so 
what we got like every single night. It wasn't even a thing that we talked about. It was just at some point throughout the night, we would catch each other's eye from across the bar. And mind you, for a whole year, we worked in a resort with only adults. And so Casey had already worked there for almost two years, Mm -hmm. a couple years earlier. So a lot of these returning guests knew him and there was a lot of singles and it was one of those, it was, it was probably, it was a very vulnerable time during our relationship because we weren't a defined yeah. relationship, but just to get that look across the bar, like it would spark everything in my body when it comes to like feeling special. Cause he would be in these in-depth conversations with these people and like still look across the bar and just give that like specific look. Like, you know, when a person's staring mm-hmm. you down kind of, and you're like, all right, I'm over here, but I'm yeah. thinking about you. And now we always so, talk uh, about, you know, see your dimples. I was like, I got her. I'm gonna make me blush. So now I feel like we don't like we don't have the look across the bar. Just the couch. And I look like this. (laughs) So does this make you feel special? Oh yeah, wearing my old football sweatshirt. Yep. That you wouldn't let people go home in. No. Mm -mm. Casey said he got really mad when any girl would go home in a sweatshirt, which I think every girl listening would agree. If you got to go home in the girl's sweatshirt. Or in the guy's sweatshirt. <laughs> I mean, maybe the girl's sweatshirt. But if you got to go home in the guy's sweatshirt, yeah. it was like a stride of pride. Like, you like, oh, he yeah. let me go home in it. What just, did you maybe do? Cause, maybe because I just wasn't, like, confident in the relationship to, like, go far. And, you know, I wanted that sweatshirt back eventually, you know? What if you liked her and she went home with it? Were you like, oh, awesome. She's got my stuff? Probably give her a different sweatshirt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> is that why this one has stains? Are you still going to turn me in? It's all No, this holes. is from... I wore this... When we get moved back for work. I don't work sweatshirt. Huh. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel like we are still. Um, I don't know. How do we now? Like, how do you feel like I make you feel special? Um, like you still. Even just the other day, I was cleaning up like my pile of like mail or whatever. But like you still just leave me notes and cards and stuff like that, which yeah. I mean. No, there's no as many times as you've done it. There's no card that's the same. Yeah, which I and like. I I also did that in Club Med too. So I feel like that's yeah, like it started back then. Yeah, and I think a lot lately has been like just via text. Yeah, like it'd be a good paragraph of you know some motivation and you know yeah. just thank you for you know having my back. And yeah, making certain decisions and um, Something. I think with for, for yeah also with like advice with work. You know, I come home a lot of times and you're, or I come home a lot of times and, you know, there's stuff that happened and, you know, it's good to get a different, like, point of view. Yeah. Um, I actually. That's, you know, it shows that you care and. You know, I keep interrupting. I'm sorry. I, and last, then, boy, like, no. <laughs> last week, I was telling them how I feel like we're both in a season of personal and professional transitions mm-hmm. with, like, knowing we have to grow and take this next step yeah and but at the same time we have a huge family transition in three months so i was explaining to a lot of or the community that i feel like we're in this we we haven't done the best in my opinion of like investing in our marriage and like mm. making sure we figured out date nights especially when we're having another kid right we've talked about it too that's the crap but that's thing. what i was yeah. trying to say earlier where it's like we're great at communicating great, right now yeah no Just, action now, now there's there's no action so that's <laughs> no that's action. the next one is 
After communication is checked off, action is the second thing. There we go. Yeah, yeah we're getting it. Seriously. Ah. So um, we have not taken action. Yeah. But I was saying how I feel like right now it's hard in a relationship, no matter how long you're in one. We've been married like almost three and a half years, but together for nine. And you're going to change, right? You're going to go through transitions. And that can be hard. That can mm. be really hard to accept that your significant other needs you to support them in that change and i feel like right now we're both going through yeah like we know there's these next steps whether it's changes in a job whether it's adjustments in a job whether it's more time and effort placed in something and the fact that we're both in that and needing to support each other yet we also know this action needs to be taken within our marriage it's a hard time it's a really interesting season to be in Mm -hmm. to know that our marriage might need to take, I don't want to ever say the back seat, but like it mm. might need to be the thing that as individuals and as husband and wife, we support each other, but also having to be maybe a little more selfless and knowing that, hey, some of that action might not be taken as much as we would like it to be. But I don't know. I feel like you're coming, like you can, I can tell, like you come home and you're communicating all these things that you want to take action on at work and yeah. you want to, you know, need to happen. Mm. But it's also going to take time. Yeah. And that's going to be effort on your part. Yeah. So I think that's also a hard thing with a lot of us when your marriage or your relationship or your health and fitness journey, right? Like it needs that focus. And so something else sometimes has to give a little bit. And I guess it's it's a give and take. But it does make me fearful just because we didn't do well as new parents. And we're both in this transition leading into having a new kid mm. and I think that's hard whereas selfishly I want to spend all this time together yeah but that's also just not time is yeah hard yeah finding time yeah I feel like but that's an excuse for everything yeah, can't make excuses I think this next question is kind of funny do you guys always have something to talk about at, at dinner I would say no always have something to talk about yeah I, but I guess you could preface it with outside of work and outside of parenting like we could always talk about work and parenting yeah i mean that's i think it's that's that's conversation starter how sad yeah no right it's <laughs> so sad what did we talk about before like when we went on oh dates? my god thank thank goodness that uh, kate doesn't let us eat dinner you i know, know. <laughs> it's like 10 minutes and he drags us into the uh, living room to play but i really i think back to gosh we dated for six years like what did we we've talked about everything so i mean we don't really need to Oh my gosh! Hopefully, we have another <laughs> fifty years ahead of us. That's oh like, my god, are we old? No, we're getting older. Getting older, that's for sure. But yeah, I would say the answer, the like direct answer, we can always talk about working kids. But <laughs> no, we don't always have something to talk about. I mean, I'm pretty good at com- being a conversation starter. Yeah. So I can bring stuff up easily, but. I don't know. I mean, there's. I feel like we talk about a lot of stuff. I mean, nothing really, like in depth, though. No. Yeah. Politics sometimes. <laughs> Are we surface level? We're surface level. Um. Yeah. I. But I think it's normal. I think that if you're struggling to have those conversations, I think that. Um. I think it's normal. We go through it, and but we we just say it. We're like, okay. Yeah. So awkward silence, like. But I think that's another thing is we've just gotten comfortable with each other's yeah. silence. But I mean, it's not silent for too long, anyways. No. So 
Yeah, that, you know, that's a great question. Seconds. And I feel like we've talked about it. It's like, okay, at one point our kiddos won't be in the house anymore. And what does that look like? What does life after that look like? So um, I think we've said it in another episode. We will pull up, like, Pinterest questions and, you know, yeah. not during dinner. But, yeah. like, long drives and spark up things like that. But also, you know, bring up the next weekend. Like, you know, ask about work. I feel like even though that sometimes... I know for you, Therape- I mean, a therapeutic. Ha- yeah, and I feel like I learn about so much of your personality and your emotions, and all of a sudden you'll get worked up, and it's like, okay, clearly this mm-hmm. is something that needs to be talked about. So yep. I hate to say it, but yeah, like work and kiddos. But then, like last night, you know, it's so fun when you do just pull away, and you're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna go play a game, and conversation just happens. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe just the environment of dinner, it's kind of hard to. I don't know. Strike up a new conversation. I mean, just like you said last night, we were just shooting the shit for, you know, well over an hour. I I couldn't even even tell you. And you were the, yeah, you were sober. I was very sober. Um, Okay. Getting through a rough patch in a relationship where partner thinks ending the relationship is only, is the only answer. Is that a statement or what is it? I, I mean, it's like, what would you, what would you, so getting through uh, a rough, how would you get through a rough patch? They only have a certain amount of space uh, they can okay. type. <laughs> getting through a rough patch in a relationship where partner thinks ending the relationship is the only answer. So like, how would you deal with that? Or what would you do? Um, I almost feel like it's something similar to, oh, I mean, you know, I've been there. I, you know, you'd have to, you, you want to try and make it work. You don't just, you don't want to just give up. Like, what is it that you could do? You know, is it, do I have to see, do I need to see a, a therapist or do we do couples therapy or, um, does that answer the question? Well, like with that, like when, like in your past relationships, like, did, like, is that what happened? Like your significant other just saw that ending it was the only answer? Yeah. Seemed like it. Yeah. Did you so, feel like you could have done something else? Uh, I feel like I've done, I did, could have done everything really. You could have, or you did. Oh, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think, I think it depends on what the rough patch is. Personally, um, like we said earlier, maybe your significant other is going through, and like, again, we do not have the answers. We are not therapists at all. But speaking from our past, we both had very intense relationships, very serious relationships, um, which I think is why it took us so long to get to where we are now. And also why, like, we never went through a dating phase. So for anybody listening or watching, we never had a normal dating phase. Um, We were best friends, went straight into blurred lines, I guess. Like, you know, not straight into it. It was 10 months, almost a year. But I feel like when you're going through a rough patch in a relationship, you need to kind of dig a little bit deeper like why is this rough patch here and is it just the season or is it something that keeps happening over and over again because in my past relationship towards the last and it sounds crazy but the last couple years of it there was multiple rough, rough patches but it was always the same cause kind of and for me I was just turning a blind eye to like there wasn't a way past it and we both just needed to allow ourselves to transition into the people we were supposed to be but we were trying to like hold on if that makes sense mm-hmm. while at, at, like at, it was like a tug of war like one person was happy while the other person wasn't so I think it really depends on your rough patch our rough patches for instance 
the eight months after having a kiddo, which at the time was half of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally half of our marriage. We, I would say we were not a happy married couple. We were mm-hmm. very roommates. High five. Yeah. Like, you know, yes. And TMI, but like you can still be intimate in the bedroom and not be close. Like you can, I think sometimes if you think that like, and I know we've been there where you're like, oh, like we're fine, like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're being intimate, or like yeah, we're having yeah, conversations, yeah. but like yeah. you're still not okay. The, int- the intimacy doesn't give you the free like, the free pass of no. You know, everything's all good. Exactly, because it's like, are your conversations intimate? Are they in depth? Yeah. You know, things like that. So, for us, and we talked about it last time, it wasn't like we had divorce on the table, but it was very much like. We needed to like slap each other across the face to be like, hey, is this something that we are fighting for? Let's look at the bigger picture. Here's our rough patch. What's the bigger picture? Like, is this what we are going to figure out kind of a thing? And it was slow and steady. It's not gonna be an overnight thing. It was little intentional things constantly. So, you know, having those conversations at dinner where, hey, it might be a hard conversation. It might not be a comfortable upbeat. It Mm -hmm. might be, hey, I didn't feel supported or like hey i felt like i needed more here or whatever it may be it's having the hard conversations it's maybe having a little bit of silence when it's awkward yeah but allowing each other to sit with those things um but i mean i think i again you can speak more on when you go through that rough patch and like your partner just wants to end it like you you You, didn't want to let go no i mean you know because i don't you know take defeat very well (laughs) And, you know, I was kind of maybe even changing ways myself that maybe weren't good so I could keep this relationship going. Um, But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you can only do so much. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a good way of putting it, though. Like, you were changing who you were. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing. Is and if like you're when going, family and friends notice it, then they're like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. And I think another thing is like life, what we've recognized is life is not two people. Um, you would love it to be, right? Like mm-hmm. you would love it to be that it works perfectly when it's just the two of you. But how is it when he's gone to work all day or he has to go on a trip or you go out into a social event? It's how are you guys as a couple in those situations? If that pertains to you and your mm-hmm. your life. For us, though, it was a big thing. And in our past relationships, I think I can speak for both of us. It was like we weren't bad when it was just the two of us. But then you factor in life. And it was rough patch after what? Rough patch after not communicating yeah. and everything. Like, or not, you know, being able to see eye to eye in any aspect. Um, okay, so we are going to do... Two more questions. Um, There was one that I saw. Um, I don't know where it was, though. Oh, how do you keep things exciting dealing with the roommate? Like, dealing with... She's dealing with the roommate stage right now. Uh, How do you keep things exciting? Yeah. Because it was awkward when we were... Yeah. I mean, it was was like... Plenty of awkward moments. Yeah. Um, you feel like you're like high fiving each other almost, like, yeah, yeah. hey, yeah, like. I think again for me, it just was because I didn't say anything, and I knew there was we were in some weird situation, and just wasn't you know what I expected, and a lot of it was just I didn't we didn't talk about it, 
And I think that's what made it hard. And we just kept being in that roommate stage. Okay, so question. If you can elaborate on that for me. Because when I think we clearly process things differently, right? Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to sit down, have a face-to-face, and be like, yeah. how do we get to this, this, and this? Like, I wanted... I'm I love, I am a fairy tale girl. I love Nicholas Sparks. I want to be extraordinary. I was reading earlier today where it's talking about how, you know, men and women are so different and how we're so emotional and everything. I think men are also emotional in their own way, but how, for you, like, by you saying, you know, I guess it's just like how... What would you what do you, what would you do if we went back? Because I feel like by you saying, I would learn to well, say what's on my mind, of like, hey, um, we just got in the shower together and it was just awkward. <laughs> like how sad. Yeah. Why? Why was this not awkward? You know, like months before. Yeah. You know, like when we were obviously living in Club Med or whatnot. Um, so like to give like her advice, I, like how do you keep things like. If she's dealing with that roommate stage right now, like, I feel like sometimes I think it's going to have to be allowing it to be awkward. Like, you have to break that. It's going to be an awkward conversation. Awkward conversation. I think it's acknowledging it first. Like, it's definitely being, I mean, we, I remember I said to him, I was like, we are best friends and teammates. Like, we're literally high-fiving each other in the night. Like, that's what Mm -hmm. it felt like. So we still had this level of closeness, which I think that's the same thing as roommates, right? Yeah. But it wasn't this, there wasn't the goofiness. There wasn't the, yeah. you know, as... Shooting jokes and yeah, or the dancing random, in the The tap on the, the butt yeah, and yeah. the giggle and the, you know, it's those things that I think a lot of us overlook. Um, I was listening to another mom who, she was expecting her second and somebody asked about, you know, how do you go through the transition? How do you go from one to two? How do you go through the newborn phase? And I think for us, we forgot about the little things. We've, in our relationship, kids or not, you can so easily forget the little slap on the bum, the little mm. kiss on the cheek, the walking in from work and Sweat. intentionally giving each other a kiss. College sweatshirt on with no pants underneath. <laughs> you guys, I put on pants for you for this <laughs> specifically. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the little jokes. It's the, uh, it's finding finding space within those conversations that you're having and within those moments together. So if you're going to sit down on the couch and watch a show, which seems so normal and you do that with your best friend, you do that with your roommate, do something along the way. Like last night, for instance, I came out in this exact same sweatshirt, but I joked, I knew it was his college sweatshirt and I was like, Ooh, did you ever think you'd have, you know, a a pregnant wifey in your college sweatshirt? But like, here I am, you know, six months pregnant Like sometimes you don't no feel like you can. On. Yeah, but sometimes as a woman, I feel like you can you can feel sexy in your body, but you can yeah. also just feel blah. But by there me embracing that moment and like maybe helping him see me in a sexier way, as mm-hmm. opposed to just me stomping find, out in an find, oversized sweatshirt. Find is like high school or college sweatshirt. Put that on. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm always in an oversized sweatshirt, so it's kind of like okay, how can I make this like cutesy, right? And so I think it is stepping out of our comfort zones. Um, yeah. Which is so hard. And I think a lot of it comes down to going back and knowing the love language of your significant other and yeah. starting with the little things. Maybe if you are in that roommate stage, maybe it is sending that random text throughout the day do, of like yeah. do, do, thinking about you other or know that you're kind of in the roommate stage. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, if, if maybe might he, he, might, he might even think that, yeah, everything's all good and dandy. Yeah. And, and then it's again, problem. Yeah. voicing 
Like, yeah. hey, this is what I... Because I think that's a Going big thing. Going back to your tug of war. Like, you, yeah. could, you could be happy and then look at, you know, you're feeling roommate. Expectations versus reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... For us, I have... Like you said, you had this, this vision in your head. And I know for me, I still have this vision in my head of marriage and relationships and intimacy. Like, I've talked about this in other episodes. And it doesn't always live up to that. It doesn't always mm-hmm. live up to these expectations that you have or what you hear other people have. And the the highlight reel of other people's relationships and you're just like wait why don't we have this like why isn't this us even you guys watching or listening like we have our moments where it's like okay we need to snap out of this like we have literally not spent time with each other in the last two weeks and by time i mean like i'm in bed before he comes in from outside or like literally no no time so lately what she's been doing is she throws all my yard tools in the lake so i can't (laughs) i have no reason to come let me to stay outside so i have to come in no but instead of me getting annoyed i've told you hey i appreciate you so much doing everything outside but can we change this this or this or for instance he was outside weeding the other day and whatever you're doing hedging and i came out with my book and i just sat down it was a nice evening and i was like you know what I'm either going to read my book inside or I can change locations. So, again, it goes back to making that effort. And if your significant other doesn't know that you're in that yeah. phase. Um, yeah. And like I said multiple times in this episode, we are in that season where we are really trying to figure out how can we step out of our everyday mm-hmm. routine. Because we can sit here and talk to you guys and it, you know answer these questions and make it sound like we have it figured out. For one, we both have had really hard past relationships to help us with what we need or want now. But we've also gone through really, I don't want to call them dark times, but really hard times as boyfriend and girlfriend, as husband and wife, as individuals to now just know I think it's easy to voice what you might need or want but now it's taking action yeah. so I think we're in a great season of like we can communicate at the end of the day to be like hey I didn't really like how this happened today but it doesn't mean we're changing our actions or taking hmm. forward steps so um, one more question and call it good for tonight um Okay, so to, there's one that says, like, give and take advice. Like, what, what kind of advice would you give for, like, a relationship is give and take? What advice I would give? Because mm-hmm. um, you already said, like, in your past relationship, you didn't recognize you were changing. Mm-hmm. So, like, and not to say the other person was taking, yeah. but it has to be a give and take, right? You have to be able to. So, like, go, what would. You go first in this one. I feel like. I feel like with, I think both of our past relationships, we were definitely givers. The the others also gave in their mm-hmm. own way, but we didn't hold our ground, I don't think, as like who we were as individuals, and I think that's really important. So when you're in a give-and-take relationship, I think it's important for your significant other to recognize who you are, but I also think it's really important to kind of know like what is it that that person needs. I know for Casey, I've learned it is going outside and doing the lawn or it is having some time, whether it's golfing or whatever it is. But then it's also me acknowledging, hey, I would love to do X, Y, and Z next weekend. So making sure that I'm also voicing a need that I have or a want that I have so he has the opportunity to give and then I take. So I think with us, it's been 
I'm definitely a people pleaser. We both yeah. are, which isn't always good because I think that's where we get into this hesitant phase yeah. where it's like we've both been giving, 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 but then we both also feel like we're being taken from yeah. because it's not this tug of war. It's not, you know, but I also think it's never holding that give over somebody's head. Like, oh, well, you played golf last weekend, so I get to do this this weekend. Yeah. Like, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, yeah, exactly. If I go golf, you know, I, you know, I need to, I want to, you know, give my full attention to you when I am around, you know. Yeah. Um. So I would th- I would say you know like if you you know give your full, when you're there, be like fully there, um, and don't be just like half-assing it. And, yeah. Um, That's a great point. I didn't think about that. Because yeah. then it's intentional giving. Yeah. It's not like a holding it over their head yeah but well that's all we have for you guys i know um as always we just appreciate you guys hopefully these episodes um will help with us doing them more often to bring in more questions again never hesitate to ask us anything it doesn't have to be relationship based we are still still figuring it out and like i said at the beginning we have felt very alone in certain seasons of our relationship we have struggled immensely in our relationship we've also struggled a lot individually and i think that coming from individuals in our 30s um i definitely assumed i'd have it figured out by my 30s and i don't we you know, didn't start our family until our 30s. Mm-hmm. We got married, quote-unquote, I don't even call it later, but, like, later than what I think was expected by both of us kind of a thing. Uh, so just being able to open up, a big thing that I love is being able to kind of share along the journey as opposed to hindsight. So um, we're definitely in a transitional season right now and have more changes coming up. Mm-hmm. So being able to have these conversations I think it helps us too yeah. a lot thank so. you guys for the questions and we try to give advice you don't take it sometimes I know maybe, maybe I think, what not to say I think it's a good I don't even know if it's advice I think it's reflection yeah I feel like it allows us to just reflect so yeah. anyways I appreciate you guys as always make it a great day and we'll catch you in the next one Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.